play as a Ram will be a pass off play action. Go figure. To the five yard line. He hits Van Jefferson, who he probably didn't even meet until yesterday. Car under pressure. Softball is picked off in the end zone. Ernest Jones threw it down the sideline, and it is caught by Skoranek. Ben Skoranek with a great catch, a contested catch, all the way to the 410. Mayfield to the end zone to Jefferson. Is that possible? Touchdown. Any magic here? No. Taylor Rapp to seal it. Hey guys, welcome to another East Coast Rams podcast. I am your co-host Ashton with my awesome co-host Zach. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Zach. Uh, wow, just a wild ride, at least towards the end. Not so much the first uh, three quarters, or yeah, three quarters of the match. How are you doing, Zach? Are you recovered from, like, that surreal ending? Because I still can't believe we won that game. You know, I, I definitely have to eat eat some crow um, a bit because, you know, I was a uh, Baker Mayfield naysayer. Um, you know, I wasn't through. I, I under, like I said in the last episode and, you know, on Twitter and stuff like that, I understood the business um, aspect. I, I understood that this was kind of like a um, there was a no lose situation. Um, when it came to this, but, um, but I was, I was impressed. Um, we'll break down the, uh, we'll break down the game and kind of our thoughts ins and outs of it, because this is a, this is a different game. This isn't just a normal game where we're breaking into things down. We get to talk about, um, how Baker Mayfield did bringing him in only within, you know, less than three days worth of knowledge, uh, how these, um, other players, these, yeah, two days. I mean, I think they said he came in on a short week. On a short week, the whole team was, you know, rest, recovering from a uh, a disappointing end to a Seattle game um, where they nearly, you know, uh, clinched a win there. Um, but this was this was a game where, you know, it was a no holds back. The the uh, coach McVay just didn't care. I mean, obviously, we saw three run plays uh, for Wolford and then um, he was pulled and they just were like, we're just. Baker Mayfield. I mean, he he did fine on the first two drives, so let's just keep it going and keep him keep him cooking. And um, he definitely did that. And um, you know, he wasn't perfect by any means. He he had some where you could tell that he didn't exactly know where the wide receiver was supposed to be, especially in the first three drives. But let's not all kid ourselves. This is a guy, and as you've heard, ten thousand times up to this point a guy with two days of preparation not two full days not two full practice days two days before a short week to play both me and you Zach did not expect him to play the full game for sure I mean at at that point I don't know why they at, at the point where he he was not out there for three plays and those were the first three plays of the game. I'm not really sure why they didn't just like let him start to begin with, but the outcome was um, a win and it was a, it was a, um, it was just fun. It was fun to watch and you, it was fun to see how, see what he could do. And he, he played really well. Um, even, even against odds where it seemed like the refs were, 
um, completely against us um, for at least, you know, 95% of the game. Yeah, I mean, I will say this uh, with Baker or with Wolford outside of the fact that, man, the dude looked like a beat puppy for most of that game when it would zoom into him. Um, uh, I felt so bad when I saw him, but, you know, it's like we've said many times, you only get so many opportunities in the NFL. He had his shots. He, It's not like he didn't get chances. And, you know, uh, I mean, he didn't for those great. he didn't, and for those who 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 like Wolford, I mean, let's let's all just remember that he he did almost get. I, I again, it is an almost win, but he he did uh, bring the team last week into um, a spot that they haven't seen since week two, and that was hitting uh, past the twenty point mark. Um, so I felt like he was going to get more play than he did, but at this again, like you know, as we've been saying, as you said last week, um, right before this game. Um, and then throughout this game, it's it's there's not a lose situation. Why don't you put someone who was a first round pick up and see what he does? I mean, it's your season's pretty much over as it is. I mean, you know, you know, yes, there's a slimmer of a chance, but the the season's pretty much over. You really don't have anything else to play for other than your pride, which you know every player on that on that team is playing for pride. And, um, it was, it, it's, it was just a good experience and it was a good experiment. And it was an experiment that McVeigh is very, uh, is, is very good at playing with. I mean, this tells you how good, I mean, not only have a good of a player of Baker Mayfield is cause he's a, he's a great player. Um, but I mean, he, he had to get some coaching from McVeigh on how to run the plays and what to tell the team and things like that. And on that execution wise as well, I think was, um was really well done yeah it was um definitely a wild game for most of the game I, I thought baker was doing solid i thought the run game was a big hindrance for a majority of this game and was causing a lot of issues uh apparently sean mcveigh's decided just to force feed cam Akers. ah man i'm I'm seeing this as Zach. They want to raise his value to trade him for like minimal draft picks. I he's not going to be on this team next year. Uh, do you have any comment on Cam Akers' game and how? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, we this game would have been, I think, completely different if we didn't um, get put in the spot. I mean, we got put in two bad positions um, in this game. That were, I mean, honestly. Mayfield did a great job, but it resulted in two poor executions. One um, is, as you're referring to, Cam Akers and his fumble. Um, the other one was uh, with uh, Shelton and his uh, penalty. But you know, really, that that brought us out of a, a a spot where we, you know, we were driving, we were driving hard, and you know, potentially could have got a, a touchdown in there, if not a field goal. So. Um, you know, I thought Cam Akers was improving, um, especially with last week, you know, with his two touchdowns, um, he was actually making pretty good runs, um, you know, but this time it seemed like he was, he was caught off. And I mean, honestly, when he hits that fumble, you just, you see the dread in his eyes and, you know, realistically, you know, you, you need to be able to pick yourself up and you need to be able to be like, yeah, I know I, I own this, um, but I need to be better. 
Um, and we, we could tell that he was just so down that, you know, I don't know, maybe McVay didn't want to put him back in. I mean, he, it was a while before we really got to see um, Cam Akers back in, but he did come back in and he did make a few good more runs towards the very end, plus getting that, that late touchdown. His problem, though, is when he gets a line share of the carries, and we saw this even in 2020, he fumbles. He mm-hmm. has a propensant, or sorry, he has a very high likelihood of fumbling when he gets more than 15 carries a game. And that's a problem. That's a big issue, especially in a struggling offense where you need any points. And if you fumble past the 40 yard line of the opponents, it's like you're giving away points there. For sure. And I don't, I don't know if it's, that's just like a, a chip on a shoulder kind of attitude. And it just leads to, you know, you're in there, you're in there, you're in there. Um, you know, it could just be bad luck. I mean, you know, I get it. I, that guy, I mean, he, it did punch squarely at the ball. Um, it, yeah, but it, at this quantity, he's fumbling. That's not luck. Right. For sure. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I think there's sometimes where it's bad luck and sometimes it's bad football and, um, you know, which, whichever one was this week's episode, I think it's, it's still the same as that you can't have it. And, um, I think the Rams, you know, are, are realizing that, um, I think they realized it before, not really sure other than knowing that he potentially could have value, uh, postseason for a trade. Um, that's that I, I I'm on your page. I think that's the only reason why he's getting the line share and why we haven't seen, uh, the full Kyron Williams show. Yeah. Yeah, and after that fumble, it basically remains 13-3 and up until the fourth quarter uh, until the Raiders get another field goal. And then on our last two possessions, we get two touchdowns. Um, these two drives, uh, Zach, were very interesting drives with how McVay kind of chose to go down the field. And, you know... I really felt like the hurry up was so good for Baker in this type of situation and he handled it well and however he was communicating to the wide receivers it worked right Mhm Yeah I mean it, it was I mean they did a, they did a fantastic job and I mean even the 2 minute drill you know all all the reports are coming in that you know he um he learned that 2 minute drill that day like literally before they got on the bus to to head to SoFi Stadium for that night, they did a walkthrough of the two minute drill. And how clutch was it that that came into play this game, driving 98 yards with only a minute and you know 40 seconds left um, on the clock? And how good was our defense to to stop them? Because it's been very um, it's been hard. Our defense has played very well. They played very well last night, but it's been hard for them to get a three and out. Um, and that's that's really what the the Rams needed. I mean, they got the they they got the clock down to um, you know less than it was less than two minutes, and they needed or less than three minutes, and they needed to they needed the defense to do a three and out so that they had at least a chance to make the play. Um, and so our defense stepped up and they were able to hold, um, a running play that, you know, for the most part was kind of, um, the weakness to the Rams. Um, though they did pretty good job compared to the other teams that the, that, uh, the Raiders have been up against over the last several weeks. 
Yeah, Josh Jacobs has just been destroying teams. And, you know, he had a good day, but um, not a great one. Um, I mean, 27 carries for 99 yards. I mean, that's a lot of carries. carries is a lot, yeah. That's a lot of carries, but that doesn't... I mean, that's a lot that's of carries. yards per carry. Right, like, that's not great um, as far as per yards per carry. Um, but he he was efficient, and um, we clearly saw that. I'm, I'm not really sure why Carr didn't throw the ball more, uh, especially in the second half. Um you know, they were they were kind of wrecking shop in the first half. I mean, yes, using Jacobs, but, you know, getting in there and uh, getting it to Devontae Adams. I mean, the couple times, the, the few times that he did have it um, and a couple of the other, um, uh, a couple of the other uh, uh, receiving teams like Hollins. Um, I mean, he seemed like he was having a good time and they just never targeted him again. It, it felt like the Raiders were like in control of most of the game, but really when you look at their, you know, their stats, it wasn't super impressive other than Josh Jacobs, 99 yards, which then if you add the 27 carries is not super impressive. of an And itself. I believe half of those came off of big chunk run too. Like he had one 30, 40 yard run or not. half, no. but Yeah. He, his longest was only 15 yards. Oh, 15. Max, uh, uh, Mac Collins, Devonte Adams, who had a oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like half he, of his yards came off of a reception. Yeah, but, he had a thirty-five yard long one. Yeah, so either way, um, it really well done on this defense to kind of bottle him up, and the Raiders were trying to get him starting, and he never really started. He did get hurt, so that could have played into it a little bit. Um. I thought uh, they were kind of highlighting Ramsey a little bit too much for one catch. That Devon, I mean, great catch by Devontae Adams, one-handed. It's not like uh, he was just wide open and he just made a simple, like, bam, 50-yard catch with no effort. Like, Ramsey was there, just Adams had a good catch. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. That was a little overblown in my opinion. I, th- I think so too. And I think it's just, I think it's just because it's Ramsey. Ramsey, yeah. like, you know, being that top cornerback, whenever a top cornerback gets blown, I mean, shoot, I feel like, uh, I mean, it, it, it happens. It happens to every top corner that they, they just get highlighted more than anybody else. Um, you know, there was, a, there was even another one where he, Devontae Adams got on Ramsey, but it was so hard because Devontae Adams is a great receiver. And one of the good things that he the on the second one that um, that Ramsey missed out on was like he put his hands out just right when the ball was coming, like in his hands. Like Ramsey didn't even have time to react that he was even being attempted for the ball. And um, again, it's just a good play by Devontae Adams. And um, but I don't I don't think it's it's something to put against Ramsey. I mean, Ramsey played really well. Um, you know, it's it's cornerbacks get the the bad rap when a play gets made, but they don't get any, they don't get any of the credit when they, their player gets taken out because they're not being targeted. And I think for the most part, he was taking out his, um, his assigned target. Now, uh, Zach, uh, let's talk about Cam Akers more a little bit. So Cam Makers got 12 carries for 42 yards and a 3.5 average and a TD. What, like, I'm, what's your opinion on why we're exactly using him 
trying trying to make him the workhorse. Do you think they don't trust Kyron Williams? Um, do you think it's a value thing? What's your opinion on that situation? Yeah, I think it. I think it is a value thing. Um, I, I could see it two ways. I could see it as as being a value, but it could also be trying to keep Kyron healthy um, and trying to get him to learn the offense. Uh, maybe he's not there a hundred percent in the practices, um, and you know he he still has some learning to do. And might as well use Cam Akers to a you know see where they can they can do post uh, postseason. Um, while still getting Kyron Williams up to speed on things. Um, so that that's kind of where I would, I would see it as. And then I, I think Sean McVay is kind of cautious a little bit. I mean, shoot, how many times have we seen um, in, in times where it doesn't really matter, he puts in a player and they get injured. Um, you know, that happened with Cooper cup that's happened, you know, numerous times. And so it's like, why, um, why risk, um, you know, uh, your potential lead back for the next season um, in this, in this, you know, especially when you're, when you're not really playing for a whole lot. What about you? I mean, we'll talk about this more whenever we get to the draft stuff, but honestly, I think they're just doing it so they can trade, uh, trade acres for something like a six or fifth round pick. And I think, honestly, Zach, they're going to get two running backs in this draft and one pretty high. Um, you know, there there's a possibility if Mayfield leaves. Uh, I do think they're going to draft a backup QB. Um, I actually, I definitely think they're going to draft or sign a, a other undrafted free agent, probably draft like mid-round, like fourth or fifth, if I'm guessing. Uh, but this team has a lot of holes to fill, and we'll, we'll preview that a little bit more. But uh, moving on with the rest of this game, let's talk about the receiving. Uh, Zach, who stood out to you receiving-wise this game? I think it has to be Ben Skronik. I mean, he had a um, – even though he did not get the touchdown, uh, he had a lights-out game. I mean, he was very comfortable. He was, um, you know, even in times where, you know, Mayfield may have um, – I would say slightly overthrown the ball. Uh, ben Skronik, you know, he was he was there. He jumped for that ball, those balls, and um, was able to make great plays. Um, the one towards the end where it was more of a contested uh, catch, he he did a great job of pulling that in and securing it. Um, you know, he you know it's always great when your receivers are averaging uh, more than ten yards a game, and they had um, they had four. Uh, receivers averaging uh, more than 10 yards uh, per per target. So I just think that's, I think he did an excellent job and he was definitely the um, safety blanket and the, the go-to um, for Baker Mayfield. No, I, I would agree with you. I would also say um, Tutu Atwell, I thought he had a surprisingly really solid game. Um, he was constantly open I thought if Baker had placed that ball a little bit differently, I don't know if that was, and this is where it's kind of hard to like judge these plays is I don't know if it was because T2 didn't run the exact right route. If he didn't turn at the angle that Baker anticipated, if um, Baker himself just missed through it, 
like that's where it's kind of hard to tell what happened there with that TD where they got the pass interference. Mm-hmm. Um, that should have been touchdown. Uh, so it and we know Baker Mayfield can throw that far. The question is, you have to have a lot go right for a touchdown like that, and you have to have uh, a lot <clears throat> between the wide receiver and QB on the same page. And clearly, we are not expecting Baker Mayfield after two days of barely even playing snap with our wide receivers to have any sort of chemistry with them. So I don't yeah. expect them to make that pass, but it's kind of interesting to see, like, uh, Tutu Atwell would have had a great night if it not for, been for that kind of pass interference. Yeah, I mean, you know, that one was, uh, I believe it was overthrown. I feel like if, you know, I, you know, I, even on the the replay and even the commentators um, of the game kind of kind of made it seem like maybe Tutu sold that pass interference call because um, it did look like it was just slightly farther than than he could have um, he could have reached. And maybe, maybe not. We will obviously never know. I mean, Tutu um, runs pretty fast. I I was like, mm, it, it looks like that when you slow it down. But when you're watching him run at full speed, I think he could have made a diving catch. And it is possible. I just think it's, I think the other thing is it's Mayfield. He was here for two and we just keep like, I feel like we keep like, you know, rambling on about this and it, it almost make it feels like Mayfield has been here longer than, you know, two days or just over 48 hours. And, and into the reality is it's like he, he wasn't. And so he doesn't have the chemistry with this team and with the playbook. And, you know, it's, it's just probably one of those things where, um, you know, he once you playing. once you break 30 yards, like once you break that 30 yard radius, um, going much further of that, I think your percentage drops significantly, especially if you don't have that chemistry. Um, that's just my opinion. But because um, I mean, other than that, I mean, Mayfield was making 20, like multiple 20s, um, 20 yard throws, uh, 30, a 30 yard throw. Like he was making good plays. Um which we haven't seen in a, in a, in a very long time. But I, I, I think once you break that 30 yard mark, um, it, it becomes harder for that, that, um, that trust, um, in knowing where that receiver is going to be. And just because, I mean, Atwell is so fast, um, you know, in, you know, Mayfield may have heard like, Oh, he's a fast guy. I got to get him. I got to throw it farther. Um, because I know he can get it to it. And, you know, maybe there's kind of that mentality in your head. I don't know. I mean, obviously we're not in, Mayfield's head but that's just my opinion yeah I will say it took him three days to have a better game at QB than either of our backups have in their entire history on this team in my opinion because in my eyes he has two touchdowns and zero interceptions uh with what 230 yards um that throw he got on what was it third or fourth down the cam Akers mm-hmm. that should have been touchdown that cam Akers if that was Kyron Williams I believe Zach he gets in the end zone honestly um yeah I mean I, I definitely think that this 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 point differential could have been a way different um and obviously you know if you know, we would have scored those 10 points, you know, the seven because, you know, seven thinking that after the the fumble, we would have got seven points or um, uh, at the 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 stupid penalty that forced us to kick a 61 yard field goal and miss that one. 
you know, we, we don't know what position we would have been at the very end, but, um, you know, I, I do think points were left off the board and that's not Mayfield's fault. I think none of those point values was because, I mean, those points off the board was not because of Mayfield. Yeah. He did have a, let's do point on, uh, put on kind of like the critical hat here and kind of like critique Mayfield a bit. I, I will say he had two passes, Zach, that were um bad, uh, questionable, mm-hmm. bad, uh, that interception. Um, yes, it was a hold. Um, even if he doesn't hold, that gets intercepted. Uh, so it was... He yeah, might that was have been that was a lucky break I, on our end. That was the yeah, only lucky I, I break. Think he was getting cut. Um, he, I think he was cutting ahead of that ball no matter what. So I, that was not a good decision on his part. And hopefully he can learn from that mistake without having to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but you see that a lot with Mayfield. He's a gunslinger. Um, he a lot like. Stafford in some senses uh I would say he has less of an arm than Stafford so it's going to be interesting how he fits into this McVay system but he Um, is a lot more mobile than Stafford he likes to get out of the pocket more he likes to you know run and he's able and not saying Stafford doesn't but I think I think Mayfield has um you know that little bit more of a spark to to make that run play um and we saw that a couple of times uh, where he he felt he was more comfortable running it than throwing it, which is great, especially for someone who's only learned the playbook for forty eight hours. Um, when you know that you you know you rather just try to run it, then that's what you need to do, and not try to force feed anything. And I don't think, and I don't think Mayfield did try to force feed. I think some of the errors he made, it, it's just that you know not clicking and not having that relationship with the receiver, not maybe knowing the playbook as well things like that. And so given that, again, you know, I eat crow um, for what I said about Mayfield. Um, you know, I think this was a, this was obviously a good move. Obviously we'll, this was one game. We'll see how he does. He has 11 days to learn, um, learn more of the playbook and learn to play with the team better uh, before they hit green Bay. But um, I, I think he did a great job. Yeah. And we'll continue to see how he does and maybe he falls off and goes through a cliff. Uh, but we'll be along for the ride. Um, let's talk about the defense a little bit. Uh, Bobby Wagner, another really good week. Leads the team with 14 tackles this week. Uh, Ernest Jones got an interception. Zach, our favorite player, Taylor Rapp, had a game-ending interception. Um, pretty easy but you know i'm happy he caught it doesn't always happen uh and then kair thomas had a tackle for loss uh michael hoyt your boy michael hoyt zach uh he struggled he did he struggled pretty badly this game they were uh i would say their touchdown drive their first one was mainly due to him not being able to seal the edge yeah and it's and and i think the Raiders exploited it la- um, this time around. They were quicker with the ball. They got the ball out quicker than I think Geno Smith did. Um, they did a lot more um, sweeps um, that just with fast receivers, you, you know, when you're going up against a, um, you know, when you're going up against a 300 pound. Um, <clears throat> yeah. D tackle that, um, 
he, you know, he, you're just going to, you're just going to not do so well. I mean, there was a couple times where he slipped, um, which, you know, obviously is not good, but a lot of times it was just beaten because just the, the other player was just so fast and they, they did faster things, um, than I think the Seahawks did. So, um, definitely did not do as well this week as he did last week. Um, but at the same time, you know, there was, there was other players who caused problems, um, not because of their skill, but because of their, um, uh, their ability to catch the flag. It was worth a try. We haven't had anyone producing on the other side of Leonard Floyd, right? No, No one else has produced there. Um, really, uh, this year. So, you know, I'm fine putting him in, and then they put in Kara Thomas after they kept on abusing Michael Hoyt. I'm sorry, Hoyt. That's the truth. They were abusing you, Mm -hmm. and it was very clear for, like, a drive and a half. And then Hoyt looked a lot better and very solid. So I'm I'm happy uh, he kind of clamped that down, and that's when you started to see all the three and outs. Mm-hmm. Uh, from our defense was basically when they stopped that. Uh, that was the only way they were getting yards out of like one Moss catch by Devontae Adams. Yeah. And, you know, someone who I do want to, you know, um, say a special thank you to is Greg Gaines. I mean, he had a, he had a great night um, and he's the player that we need with, because we don't have Aaron Donald. Um, and so I think he played really well. Um, he, he kind of filled in that spot. He was able to, um, you know, be a presence in, um, in Carr's face and kind of make him have to, uh, when he did have to throw, throw quickly, which, you know, a lot of times forced him to, um, you know, throw, throw it away or, you know, miss the receiver, things like that. So, um, I was super impressed by Greg Gaines and, and his ability. Um, I think, I think pro football had him having like a 90, um, percent so um he had a really oh. good night do you do you think zach uh, with him doing so good like next year when ad is back do you think we should sift or shift aaron donald to the right side seeing that we're struggling to get pressure on that right side i mean if you if you don't find a um another person then i think i think you're gonna have to look into it and i i'm um, not obviously put him at linebacker by the way Guys, I'm talking about right end. Just yeah. so people don't, you know how people are. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's it's Aaron Donald, so he's gonna play whatever he wants to play, and uh, he he'll he's he's the mastermind of his own. Where if he knows where he thinks he can exploit, um, he'll shift over. Um, so I, I definitely don't put in I don't put any doubt that um, having Greg Gaines there um, is a plus. Uh, to Aaron Donald and, and what he can do. And just seeing those two on the field at the same time, I think just truly can wreak havoc uh, to defenses. And I'm really hoping that, you know, we're able to see um, Aaron Donald come back against Green Bay because I, I definitely think it's going to be needed to, you know, consistently put pressure in Aaron Rodgers' face. Yeah. And let's talk about our linebackers. Zach, how impressive is Ernest Jones? He's just. He's the best linebacker the Rams have had. Well, I'm not counting uh, Bobby Wagner, but the best linebacker the Rams have drafted in a while. 
Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I thought he was, he did a, he did a great job again last night and it's, you know, you've been kind of pushing the Ernest Jones, uh, line for, you know, for a while now. And, um, he's, he's definitely proven himself, um, to, to being a star at that position. And I think it's great that, uh, that we have Bobby Wagner too, to, I think that will actually make him better. And I think we have seen him be better, um, and him getting that, um, that interception in the end zone was just, was just awesome. And it's just, it's just something that was needed that we haven't seen in so many weeks where the, uh, where the Rams were able to actually do a takeaway. Yeah. And I, you know, I just remember all these people telling me how trash he was. And the funny thing was I was watching draft with my brother-in-law who is a Carolina fan. And I remember when we picked Ernest Jones and I didn't think we were going to pick him because I thought he was going to probably get picked around later. But um, when we picked him, I was so happy. And my brother-in-law was so happy. I knew we were getting a, like a stud. I really thought he was a diamond in the rough. I thought he was better than all the linebackers left. And I remember all these people just telling me how trash he was compared to all these other linebackers that I will remind people, almost all of them are not starting in the NFL right now. And I think half of them have been cut from their teams. Wow. Yeah. So, like, Isaiah Simmons is a good one, but he's a first-round pick. You're not going to get him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Patrick Queen, he was a second-round pick. We weren't going to get him. And then uh, Zach Braun, Kenneth Murray, Troy Day, like all all these other people just – and he's not even on the list. So it's, it's kind of crazy that uh, all these Rams fans were uh, telling me, like, that the Rams made a terrible pick. But, you know, I just knew from watching him he was going to be great. And, yeah, be patient with the other guy I've been uh, touting up at cornerback because he's had a rough season, but he's a rookie and I, I think he'll get a lot better. For sure. Yeah. But, uh, Zach, let's, uh, kind of start the preview, the Packers game. Uh, we're back at Lambeau field. Uh, Zach, for some reason, we always play the Packers at Lambeau. Uh, it feels like it. It feels like we've done it the last, several seasons yeah um it's a little annoying but you know we didn't do it last season because san fran did that task for us that's for sure um the packers you could say they were in the exact same boat as us this season a team with a lot of expectations they go in have some injuries uh, i would say to less extent than the rams and has severely disappointed um, just five and eight record. Aaron Rodgers has struggled to find any chemistry with any of his wide receivers. They, they have a rookie that he's kind of latched onto in the last few weeks. So we're going to have to kind of watch out for that rookie wide receiver. A lot of the more older ones had been put on IR. Um, what's your like reaction to this Packers team? And what are you kind of seeing as keys to winning this game? Yeah, I mean, I think I feel like it's 
it's kind of how the Rams were feeling kind of going uh, into the season. I feel like we're Green Bay is always kind of at the top of the list. Like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. Um, the Rams coming off the Super Bowl. Win, oh, yeah, they, they got the talent. They're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, same thing with Tampa Bay. And so um, just kind of seeing this um, <clears throat> kind of demise of both teams, um, unfortunately, is – it's going to be interesting. And I, I think that, you know, if the Rams can um, play a better defensive game against green Bay, I think the Rams do have a chance. Um, you know, there's, again, we got to, got to hit with some uh, injury news over the, the last couple of weeks uh, or over the last couple of days from this past game. But um, I still think the core team that we have um, is able to put up, you know, I, th- I think, and I think we, we saw that they could have put up more than 20 points this past game. And, they were close in doing so multiple times. So, um, you know, honestly, I, I think that this is, I think the Rams can be favored into this game, um, especially with their performance this past week. Yeah, that fumble hurt us and that penalty that basically pushed back the field goal far enough for Gay to miss kind of hurt us too. So um, definitely should have had more points. Solid Green Bay team. Um I really do think that this is going to be a more pass-heavy game by us. I think Baker's going to have to sling it. Um, it, It'll be interesting, Zach, to see if our passing game can improve uh, after a few days of practice. Uh, It's going to be a tough game, and I really hope we can pull it out. Uh, do, Do you have predictions for this game? Uh, I mean, this, I don't know if I have a prediction as far as what the point values would be. Um, you know, I'm always the optimistic, uh, person of this group, uh, especially when it comes to the Rams, but I think that they can win this game. I think, you know, with the, with green Bay, not doing so well, um, you know, you're looking at, um, you're just looking at a multiple, like Rogers hasn't been the same. Um, and he's been kind of beat up and kind of injured and, you know, is he, won't he play based on injury? And it looks like, you know, he's been fine. Um, is, are they, who are they up against this week? Uh, um, it kind of depends on how, um, oh, I guess they're, they're on a bye this week. So their actually next game isn't even until, um, the Rams game. So that, that gives Rogers a little time to get healthy, um, than he was, um so i don't know it's this is going to be a tricky game um i'm hoping obviously i'm always pulling for the rams to win um monday night football game it's going to be it's going to be cold um up there um you know especially since it's you know it's going to be at eight o'clock or i guess it would it's probably what seven o'clock there um 7 p.m central time they're on central time i would believe um so it's gonna be cold up there and you know can can they do it Baker Mayfield should be used to the cold from being in Cleveland. So, um, you know, I think that's that's a good thing on our end if if he is going to be the, you know, the quarterback moving forward. Yeah, it, we are looking around 32 to 20 on Saturday next week, and I assume Sunday would be very similar. So it's going to be the mid-20s, so cold. Yes, indeed. 
So, um, but yeah, I, you know, I think it all just depends on how things go this week. Um, I think that things can improve once you learn the playbook a little bit better. Um, you know, I, I think Baker Mayfield has a lot that he wants to prove, uh, even still. So, um, as long as our offensive line can kind of hold up, um, you know, this was the second week in a row that we've actually had the same offensive line. Um, so yay for that, you know, the first time in 12 weeks that we can, we can say that. So, um, super excited to see that kind of unfold, but hopefully they can protect. Cause I mean, even, even with having the same offensive line, you know, Mayfield still was sacked four times for a loss of 19 yards. So, um, that needs to be cleaned up. Um, and you know, we just, we need to figure things out um, offensively, um, to put us in a better spot, whether that's, you know, whatever we can do, um, to make that, to make that better. But, um, so, so hopeful that the Rams pull this out because I think they, I think they really do have a shot of winning this game. Yep. Zach, hopefully they can win it. And uh, thank you guys for being patient uh, with us over these last few weeks. It's been a rough few weeks for the team, been kind of hard for us to uh, get through these podcasts. They haven't really given us much to talk about and appreciate your support. And uh, we'll keep on trucking along, even if they uh, keep on struggling. Uh, and then we'll move on to brighter pastures with the draft. And we, me and Zach can talk about people that we have only seen a few minutes of tape on and try to give our analysis. I'll at least try to talk about uh, some South Carolina players that are potentially draftable and uh, some Georgia players. So and Yeah, and I'm hopeful there. I'm hopeful that the since the Combine will be back in Indianapolis, they'll be able to attend again and kind of um, you know, do a little bit more reporting and do, do a little bit more fun things, um, while that's going on and be able to attend multiple, um, days other than just the, just the one day, um, just to kind of give more content for you, for those who, who do listen to us every day. And, you know, we're eternally grateful for that. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun, Zach. Combine, um, need to head out there one day and, um, try to, might be able to do that this year. It, it's cool. I mean, especially since the tickets are free, like it costs you nothing to go to these things um, other than if you want to buy, you know, over expensive nachos and beer or whatever. Um, but other than that, it's, it's a free, it's free for anybody who wants to come in. And it's, it's kind of fun just to, just to get to see the, the prospects and what they go through and the drills and stuff like that. Um, I'm always impressed. I always like to go to the quarterback wide receiver ones. Um, but I think it would be just as interesting to go, you know, see the defensive players and, and things like that. Uh, and the running backs. Um, I think definitely that's obviously something that we're looking for um, over the, over the next year. So um, something that I'll definitely have to keep my eyes open for. So yes, more great content is coming. Uh, We're about to hit our one year uh, anniversary. So our next, probably our next podcast might be our one year anniversary podcast. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, But I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. You can always send questions and feedback to feedback at eastcoastrams.com or hit us up on Twitter. Our official East Coast Rams Twitter account is at East Coast Rams. Ashton, how can people stay connected with you? 
They can find me at RamfanAshton1 on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, if you haven't noticed that uh, Ashton has changed his profile picture, um, which totally threw me off by the loop for, you know, for the good last 24 hours. Um, so always fun to, to see his updated uh, QB photo um, as they roll out. So you can find me at Zach Mayer. And reminder that we are also on YouTube, youtube.com slash at East Coast Rams. Um, even if you subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcast catcher podcast catcher of choice, um, it would be really helpful if you guys would also subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Uh, this just helps us, you know, get um, better listings on you know YouTube's algorithm. Um, if you review us on Apple Podcast um, or any of the podcast apps, Spotify, things like that, um, that definitely helps us uh, get out there more. And it's a free way that you guys can help support the podcast. So. Um, with that, we are on in a, a little bit of a break cause we don't play obviously this Sunday and we don't play next Sunday. We have to wait till Monday night football. So we get a, we get an extra couple of days of rest along with the players. So, um, enjoy this victory week that we can kind of claim, um, and yeah, more great things to come. So we're going to get it done on Sunday, Ramley horns up.